Welcome to the Morning Dove Podcast. I'm Allie Felker, and I'm so glad that you're here. In this space, we seek to normalize the grief journey and increase empathy by sharing stories of loss. If you have a story or an insight to share, email me at AllieRoseFelker at gmail.com. To join our grief community and engage with the podcast, add us on Instagram at MorningDevePod. Now, on to the episode. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of The Morning Dove. Today I'm really excited because I have my friend Amy joining us and we are going to be talking about navigating grief during the holidays. Amy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really looking forward to just chatting more about Waylon's story first off and then also just how we can navigate grief during the holidays because we know it is more difficult time we're noticing that our person's gone and there's expectations and boundaries that have to be set and yeah I think there's like a lot to it there's a lot to unpack yeah for sure (laughs) um so first off if you could just introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit about Waylon and um yeah we can talk about also how we met too yeah 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 um so my name is Amy Wingen and Allie and I met because we both lost our babies. Um, Different stories, but we connected on our loss um, during pandemic 2020. So um, right before the pandemic, my daughter Waylon was born um, in December of 2019. And she was born with a rare genetic disorder called Zellweger syndrome. And she... um, we were told that she didn't have very long to live, basically a year or less um, was her prognosis. So we didn't know anything about the disorder. We didn't know that we were carriers of it, nothing. So we quickly um, had to learn what it all meant and also learn how to be her caretakers because we didn't want to live in the hospital um, because that's just not the environment we wanted. with our firstborn child and everything that we were facing. So um, she came home with us on hospice and she, we had some great memories that we made in the eight months that she was alive. And um, unfortunately she passed away in August of 2020. Um, And when we were planning a service for her, um, you know, we needed to do something outdoors and that's when we met you, Allie. Yeah. Um, so you have a space, Lavender Glen, and, and met you and heard your story. And um, I think I was in a wheelchair. <laughs> you, that's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. Um, because I just had surgery, um, which is another whole other story. I had uh, melanoma. Um, so, yeah, I'm sitting in this wheelchair looking up at you, and you're telling me your story. And we're both just crying. Yeah. 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 So it was just such a crazy time. And I remember too, like, I think right during that season, there were a ton of fires and like electrical, like, what are they called? Blackouts. Mm -hmm. And like, it was just like, it was just such a shitty time. It felt chaotic. Like, yeah. Just what was happening. There were so many things going wrong. I was trying to stay positive, but it was just like, yeah. So hard. It was, yeah. It was crazy. And I had actually heard about you through a mutual friend and had known 
Waylon's story, but I like, you know, waited and didn't really want to reach out until we had like the, the mutual loss. And it was with that. And then also just with like seeing if the space would work for her, for her service. That was when we were able to like really connect. And it was just so nice to have somebody else who understood what it's like. And I know just like the four of us getting together and being able to like even laugh about the yeah. really <laughs> shitty parts of yeah, that was a really special day when you and Drew came over and yeah. we all just like had a therapy session together. <laughs> oh, and then we did that hand meeting and we yeah. never went back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So holiday grief um, is, as we said, it's, it's tough to remember that our person is gone in the holidays. Um, Waylon's birthday is December 4th, right? So mm -hmm. that's going to be even more because it's going to be Thanksgiving and then Waylon's birthday and then Christmas. Yeah. Do you yeah. find it easier to make plans or is it easier just to kind of go with the flow? I know we've only each had one holiday season. But... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the last year was, I just didn't want to do anything. I was just like angry. Yeah. And just felt like nothing was fair and I did not feel in the mood for the holiday. I was like, I'm not putting up a tree. Mm. I'm not decorating. I actually ended up doing it anyways, but like we always bought like a fresh tree. And I was like, I don't want to do anything that I know. I'm going to go buy like a fake white tree. And like I just like <laughs> changed the holiday because I just couldn't handle it. So and it, it ended up being fine. And then this year is a little different. I feel like I'm excited a little more about about it and everything so um but it's still hard i think around fall like in october when when the weather changes is like when it starts to sink in again and yeah just thinking about like time passing and, and of course halloween is really hard too so yeah halloween is tough for me i think halloween is more difficult than um thanksgiving or christmas I don't know, just because I, I had so pictured like dressing him up and that was like such a big thing that I was going to do. And also I think there's like enough distractions around Thanksgiving and Christmas, at least on the actual holiday where it's not as bad. But I just remember last year, I, I just had no idea what I was getting into. And so there was like a lot of like shocking moments, like we decorated the tree and I had Christmas music playing. And then all of a sudden I was like, it was just like, holy shit, I should be doing this with Henry. Like, even if he was only, he would have been five months old. And even if he was only that young, like there were memories that could have been made. And um, yeah, I just like, didn't, I wasn't prepared for it. Like I didn't even really think about it until the things were like hitting me and the triggers were there and so that's the worst it's awful yeah and then you're just like well here i am like falling on the floor yeah. <laughs> like where, yeah. where do i go from from here um but we've had some entries from people who have talked about how they've handled holiday grief and um how they've like incorporated their loved one um first i just want to ask do you have any plans to incorporate Waylon in any of the holidays or are there any ways that you kind of have her um, in your life during this time? 
Yeah, I, you know, we we still have ornaments with her, you know, mm-hmm. from the last year, and we include that, and we have a stocking for her. Um, so, you know, she's still a part of our life and in every day, too. Like, we still light a candle for her every night and mm-hmm. have her picture on our mantle. And um, So, yeah, just, like, including her, like, she would be a member of the family. She's just not here. Yeah. And... Um, for her birthday, it's like, you know, right before Christmas too. So last year we donated um, some baskets to the NICU oh. that she was born, or she wasn't born in the NICU, but she spent time in the NICU after she was born. Um, so we're gonna do that again. We're gonna donate some baskets to the families that have to be there in the, over the holidays because that's just really, really tough. Yeah. Um, we like pushed to get out of the hospital right before Christmas and then we were mm-hmm. in right after Christmas. So it's just tough to be there. And so we want to give back in that way and um, just make people feel special or, you know, that they, they know someone else has gone through what they're going through and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel kind of not just sound cliche, but yeah, <laughs> but that is so nice. And, I remember you doing that like last year that really did encourage me to do Henry stocking where I have um, like an Amazon wish list and people can donate toys that would be for a child that would be the age that Henry would be. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I didn't really know where to, to take them. <laughs> and I was like, I was like overwhelmed last year. Cause I thought like, Oh yeah, two or three people will donate stuff. But yeah. Um, a ton of people hopped on and so I got like a ton of toys and I was like okay this isn't gonna be able to just go to like one or two families this is gonna have to like go to an organization or something so I ended up giving it to a women's shelter to two different women's shelters locally and that was really cool because they they were like yeah these will get used by people so and by kids like in the shelter so that was really special I was like I didn't want them to just get like sold at a thrift store you know I wanted them to actually like go to kids so that was really neat yeah yeah I think that doing things like that really helps the healing process and just you know people do those things for you when you're in in need and to be to be able to give it back is it helps you feel better (laughs) yeah absolutely okay so we can start with our first one this is from Eileen, who um, I recently spoke to, she lost her husband and she actually recently wrote a book about the loss of her husband and how she has grown from that. But I think her advice is really helpful and it's a great place to start. So this is what Eileen says. Hi, uh, my name is Eileen Robertson Hamra and my little piece of advice for grieving through the holidays is my favorite advice that I ever got from my dad. And he always says to me, he's like, Eileen, do what works. If it's not working for you, do not do it. If it works, then do it. And I feel like there's so many expectations during the holidays about um, all the things, right? Like, and it's also a really tough time because it's where they should be there, right? It's like, he should be here. He should be celebrating with us. I I lost my husband. Um, But, 
you know, if it works to, to, um, to, to tell stories about him, great. And if it doesn't feel right and it's not working, then don't. And so don't put extra pressure on yourself to do anything. Um, trust your gut and, um, allow yourself a lot of grace during this time because it is, it's extra tough. It's extra tough. Yeah. I think that's really good advice for any period of time where you're grieving, like do what's working for you. And I think the hard part is to like recognize, okay, this is working or this isn't, you know? Um, I know for me, like I really wanted to journal in the beginning of my grief and like I've reached a point now where journaling can help, but in the beginning, it just wasn't like helpful for me. It just didn't feel, I don't know. It just wasn't right. Yeah. It just didn't, didn't work. I felt the same way. I just wanted to like write about it, but it wasn't, um, it felt like I was forcing it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I stopped doing it, but I still like, I signed up for, um, writing your own grief. Oh, the Um, Megan Divine. mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it just like, I, yeah, it felt like a chore Mm -hmm. sometimes. So I saved all of the prompts that she would send. And I was like, you know what? I can do these at any time. Like I don't have to force myself to do this thing that I wanted to do. And then decided I didn't, I didn't really want to do it. So I think that's good advice. Um, and then what you were saying earlier about like boundaries, um, yeah. just especially for like those family expectations. And, um, I think last year I just put my hands up and I was like, I don't want to do anything. Like if you want to come to my house and like, we can just make food and keep it really easy. Like that works too. I, I think people in our lives just need to accept that things might be a little bit different with, with us for the time being and you know that's that's the way it is <laughs> yeah exactly and like i think also that you know things might be different from now on <laughs> like yeah. you know it's like because i think there is this expectation of like oh but that was last year like i don't know i no one's actually like said that to me and no one's you know but it does kind of feel like there's this outside pressure of like, after it's been some period of time, you should be ready to go back to whatever your normal traditions were. And it's like, no, we're not ever going to be able to go back to whatever those traditions were. That's what trauma is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's like some holidays, do you anticipate it? Mm -hmm. And then some of them, I think for me this past year was like Easter. I was like, I don't care about Easter. Yeah. And then it came and I was like, oh my God. Like, I just was like a mess crying on the floor, like you said. Like, yeah. It just hit me so hard because I think the more like kid centric ones that, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the Easter egg hunt or the trick or treating or yeah, that kind of stuff is like really hard because you just get in your head of like, this should be, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? But, exactly. That's all BS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask earlier. Um, you had done an ofrenda for Waylon for two years, right? Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it was that. That was really uh, therapeutic for me to do, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's hard for me. I didn't want to feel like I was like, you know, 
stealing someone's culture. Yeah. I was trying to really learn about it and um, and I'm still learning about it. I I don't really know what I'm doing yet, but I was trying to learn about why they do that um, in Mexican culture. And um, so this year I learned a couple more things and it was just nice to have like a space for that. And um, it was just cool. I think it's cool that other cultures have days or times um, where they honor the dead and Mm -hmm. like America needs to get with it and like (laughs) figure out what, you know, we have all these other holidays, but let's, let's have the hard ones too, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, besides like Memorial day, that's really the only day that we kind of set aside to, to think about people who have passed and yeah, we, we don't want to talk about death or dying or dead people. Mm-hmm. And I love that there are other cultures that have a space and a time for that. And we definitely could use a holiday that would, that would honor yeah. those people. Yeah. Cool. Okay. This next one is from Amy, different Amy, <laughs> um, who I spoke to. Um, she talks about how to have um, purpose in incorporating our person. Hey, I'm Amy Watson. And I am from Smooth Stones Coaching. I'm a mom to six living kids and Lauren and River who are no longer with us. And this holiday season, I think something that can really help um, warm your heart is to decide on purpose that you, how you want to incorporate your children into the season. And that can be any way that you want. Um, It's totally unique to you, but instead of focusing on how they're missing and what you're missing. Um, just go ahead and decide how you want to include them because they are still a part of you. They're a part of your family. They're always going to be with you. Um, and you can bring them into your celebrations and feel the love, um, even mixed in with your sadness, but I want to wish everyone happy holidays and know that you're not alone. And this can be a beautiful thing um, if you choose on purpose to make it beautiful. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's so important to have like that intentionality about things and at the same time validate like the pain, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, oh, here a person isn't there. And, and how can I make it so that they are like a part of our life? And I think like the intentionality piece is, is important. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I also think it can be hard to like set up these expectations for yourself. So I would say like, if you are struggling to find some way to like incorporate your person into the holidays, just to pick something small, because it doesn't have to be this huge thing or this huge tradition that you set that expectation for yourself every single year, Mm -hmm. but it could just be, you know, Hey, we have this special ornament or we light this candle or, you know, we hang a picture of them. I don't know, but I think the intentionality of it is the really important piece. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
I think it's important to have that intention and to own it. And, you know, I think with grief, you're always worried about what other people are thinking. Yeah. And to just like let that go and own it and be like, this is, this is what I'm doing. And like, it shouldn't matter (laughs) to anyone else. You know, it's like, it's yours and yours only. So, um, yeah, just do what feels right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think exactly what you said, like, don't think about what other people are going to think about your tradition or whatever you're deciding to do. It's like, it's as hard as that is, it's about you and it's about your person and it's about incorporating them for your own grief, not what other people will think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then this next one is along the same vein. This is from Dr. Julie Shaw, who talks about um, losing her sister and one special way that she incorporated her into their holiday traditions. Hi, I am Dr. Julie Shaw, founder of Hello, I'm Grieving. And I wanted to share something that I actually did to help navigate my first year Um, going into the holidays. So our family celebrates Christmas and um, in Christmas, you know, there are traditions where you hang ornaments on a tree. And so what I did in my first year after my sister passed away was I requested everybody in my immediate family to send me their favorite picture of my sister with them and didn't tell them what I was going to do. I just told them, Hey, you know, send me a picture. What's your favorite picture with you and my sister. And they sent those to me and I went to personal personalization mall. And it was actually something that my sister would do for us. She liked to personalize gifts. So it was kind of a way that we could still have that connection there. And I thought, this would probably be something my sister would gift. And so I, they have ornaments on there that you can, that they will put a picture on like a ceramic ornament. And mine was heart shape that I selected. And I was able to have that picture put on the ornament on one side. And then on the other side of the heart was a nice little poem um, that said something along the lines of, you know, you're not you're not with us here, but you're still with us in spirit. One of those type of, of quotes um, that recognizes that someone is no longer physically with us. And then I was able to gift every person in the immediate family that personalized gift. And hopefully that now is a way in holidays continuing that we will still be able to have her a part of our traditions. I love that. I think that's really awesome yeah (laughs) um we had a couple personalized ornaments made but I I love that it's like the whole family yeah um filling up the tree so yeah I love that too and I also you know just want to say an ornament is a fantastic gift if you're looking for (laughs) a gift to give to a, a grieving person something that like represents the person that they lost in an ornament is great yes yeah I'm going to have more Henry ornaments than like any of my other kids. (laughs) Every year, just get a new one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. So this next one is from Allison and this is actually from a 
episode that I did with her uh, that just released a couple weeks ago. And I think her perspective is really interesting because um, she talks about um, the comfort that she finds in religion. And for me personally, last year was really interesting because I was really struggling with like, what do I believe and like really wrestling through a lot of that. But I still felt a lot of comfort in some of the like religious tradition, mm-hmm. like some of the the songs at church and like, I don't know, like, yeah, I guess it really was just like the worship music and like some of the songs, like they brought me like a sense of nostalgia, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. But I, it was just so interesting last year. Cause I was like, I don't even know like yeah. what, I, what am I thinking or believing or like, who am I anymore? Yeah. Um, and so this year it will be interesting. Cause I think like, I still get that same comfort from a lot of like hymns, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. And I, and I really appreciate her perspective because um as we'll hear in a second, her grandparents were really, they're Catholic and they were very like religious. And so for her, there's a lot of like remembrance and like religious impact for her, which is super cool. And I think it just goes back to that, like do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing about grief. It'll make you question everything. Oh, (laughs) in a big way. Last, last Thanksgiving, I actually spent Thanksgiving by myself. Um, my family and I had a falling out. It was my first Thanksgiving without my husband, um, cause we were separated and without my family. Um, wow. and Christmas was the same thing. Um, I think the thing that I did last year was go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's for me, that's when like, I'm like, okay, this is where I need to be. This is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my grandma, my grandparents were really involved in church um, and they were really strong in, in our faith. And I, for me, when I'm there, it's like, I'm with my grandparents again. Um, mm-hmm. it's the one place where I feel at home and with them was my, like, I felt at home. Um, so I definitely pushed myself to go to church, of course, on, on the weekends, but also like around those holidays or those hard days. Um, something else like I have planned this year is that I'm having a mass said for my babies, December 26th. That was the only day um, on the calendar that was open. And I was like, well, God must know Christmas is hard for me um, because I, that's when I also got, that's around the time I got pregnant the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm planning a mass for them that day um, where their names will be said out loud at church. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my grandma. So something I like to do is when I miss her the most um, or my grandpa, I like either look at pictures of me and them um, because my grandpa would call me his girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I played all the sports, um, growing up. And so my grandparents were always really into my life and, and getting to know what I was into or what I was learning. Um, or I have like these cards that my grandpa gave my grandma when they were married. Um, and I read them, um, because even though they're both not here, I know that their marriage wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that every day they loved each other through all the hard and good times. And for me, that's a reminder of like, hey, I'm going to get through whatever hardness is coming. Yeah. And it lets me into their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a, a necklace that I got made after my grandma passed away of her finger pin. So I definitely try to wear that a lot more when I'm feeling like I need her in my life. I need her in my life. I need her. Yeah. And a big thing, because she was so into decorating, was cardinals. 
Um, so last year I have a friend bought me two little red cardinals that I put on my Christmas tree. And that's something I'm looking forward to doing again this year. Um, and I actually have a bird feeder outside that the Cardinals had visited me on. They haven't come in a while because the squirrels didn't get into my bird feeder. <laughs> but that was like my my reminder of like they're with me, rather they're here or not. So I look for I look for those signs because, like you said, triggers happen. Um, and as much as I don't like the day that she died, or their their, their anniversary actually their anniversary is also in November. So it's like a do- it's for me it's like a double whammy and it's also like I'm glad that she got to join my grandpa for their anniversary in heaven. Um, so I try to find the small things daily so that when the holidays do come, I can really remember of like, hey, on that day in August, you have a picture of a cardinal or you take a picture with your grandparents this Thanksgiving and, and it reminds me of them. Um, other than that, I don't because I feel like when I give too much planning to to remembering them, I I I want to back out. I get really that anxiety because I'm terrified of feeling all those heavy emotions on that one day. Yeah. Um, so nothing specific, just trying to go day by day and, and, and using what I already have in my photos or cards or what I remember to get me through those times because that those are the things that bring me comfort and church, like I said. Yeah, so... I like that she also has like all those signs for her grandparents and then also that like because in that episode we had talked about like how she lost like so many of her relationships and like that can be a really difficult time during the holidays because then those are all the people that you're supposed to be seeing and like hanging out with yeah and and then on top of that she has the reminder of like this was when i was pregnant and so the fact that they're having the mass on December 26th is kind of cool. That yeah. There's like that special time for her. Yeah. Yeah. That's, we don't go to church right now. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of friends in the community um, involved in the church and they are just, they've been sweetest to us and yeah. just like so caring and will like drop anything for us like to help us out even though we're not a member of the church and Mm -hmm. um i just think the community there is so uplifting um you know you don't have to be in the church to be practicing that like all throughout the day you know so i could definitely see how she finds comfort in being at church yeah remembering her grandparents i know yeah it's it's funny like when right after we lost hank like a church that we um our friends belong to we'd only visited once um like a bunch of members like came and dropped off food and it was like man when you're in need it's good to know a few christians <laughs> uh this is the last one this is from michelle she shares a story of um what happened to her one christmas where it really taught her like to set boundaries and to have like good expectations of family Hi, my name is Michelle Vandehey with Light of Love Coaching, Healing Hearts and Sparking Joy for Grieving Moms. I want to share some advice about navigating grief during the holidays. Something that I experienced um, after my son died, he died in October of 2018. And so the holidays were right around the corner after he died. And something that I did that I wish I wouldn't have done um, is what I want to share with you. So Um, it was Christmas day and 
my daughter had gotten sick the night before. So I have a living daughter as well, who was four and a half at the time. And she had gotten sick the night before. And on Christmas day, we're supposed to go to a big family gathering for my extended family, which my immediate family would be there as well. And it was about 35 minutes from our house. So not super far away, but something in my gut was telling me, I don't want to go because we weren't going to bring my daughter because we don't want to get other people sick. And so I didn't want to go, but I felt like I needed to go. I felt like, what if everyone is going to get us some beautiful gift or like a memorial rock or something like that? Like, what if people are going to give us something? Because unfortunately, a couple of years prior, my nephew had died. My sister's son had died. And that part of my family had gotten them a gift card to get a tree for their house. Um, and so I had thought maybe they would be getting us something like that. And so I reluctantly left my daughter and my husband at home and went to Christmas, even though I didn't want to spend Christmas day without, let, let alone my, like, my son who was now not here physically. I also didn't want to spend Christmas day without my daughter and my husband, but I felt like I needed to go. And I went to Christmas and everyone like asked me where Abigail was and all this kind of stuff. And people didn't really ask me much about James and they, and I ended up not getting this gift that I thought I was going to get. And what I realized after is that I was, I went to Christmas. So I ended up being there and just being kind of like, okay, this, I, I was like sad the whole time and, and faking it for everyone that was there. And we ate and I left pretty much immediately right after. And I came home and I was just like sad that I spent all of Christmas day without my family, like the most important family to me, my husband and my daughter, I spent all, almost all of Christmas day without them. And what I learned from that experience was that I am never going to do something for someone else anymore. I'm going to do what is best for me and my family and really setting those boundaries and being okay with disappointing people because we need to be able to disappoint people. Otherwise we're going to end up disappointing ourselves because I was so disappointed that I went to Christmas that day because we didn't get what I thought we were going to get. And it wasn't even about that. It was just like, I felt like nobody necessarily, not like the, that they didn't care, but they didn't really say anything. They didn't really mention James at all. And I felt like I was doing something to make everyone else happy instead of what was truly going to make me happy and what, which would have been staying at home with my family snuggled up on the couch instead of putting on a happy face for everyone else. And so that would be my, my, I don't want to say tip, but like my advice for you is to be okay with disappointing other people and know that you need to do what's best for you and your family. And people are going to be disappointed and it's okay if they're disappointed because that's on them. It's not on you. And you need to take care of your space. You need to take care of your energy and yourself and not worry about everyone else. So I hope this really helps guide you through the holidays. I know the holidays can be such a difficult time, but take that time to 
honor yourself and your feelings and know that you don't need to do anything else just because you think other people think you need to do it. 1,100%. Yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I feel that strongly. Yeah. So. I feel like there is this, like, sort of expectation and pressure to, like, do whatever was done before, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, oh, this is what we always do for Christmas. This is what we always do for Thanksgiving. And if that's not working for you, and if you know that, you know, your mental health and your family come first, it's like you have to prioritize whatever that is, even if that's not the thing that you do every Christmas or every Thanksgiving or every holiday. Yeah. And any event, really. I mean, I've had some events I had to go to. One of them was two months after Waylon passed away. Mm -hmm. I, like got pressured into going to this event and it was, you know, like she said, I had to put on a happy face and, yeah, and like grin through it. And then I just like cried the whole way home and it was incredibly difficult and it was not worth it. Like, it's, yeah. I'm so now I've, I've learned how to, to just, you gotta disappoint people sometimes. And yeah. Um, you know, if you need to have a conversation later about it and how you felt and then that's fine. But, it's just you can't do everything and it's not worth the pain and like it, it almost is like reliving everything totally like, over again those feelings and um and even like you know gift giving is really hard for mm -hmm. me now i used to be really really into like picking out gifts for people and and love giving them to them but now it's just like it's really hard for me to do, yeah. Um, to put the energy towards that, and I've had to just kind of like, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> just tell myself it's okay. Like you, you can't do this right now. You know, maybe mm -hmm. someday you'll be a great gift giver again. <laughs> but for now, you just don't have the energy to do that. And uh, so, yeah. I think the biggest thing is like give yourself grace. Like whatever. However you look on the other side of this, like if you're no longer a great gift giver or if it's yeah. like not, not fun for you anymore, it's like I think the lesson for all of us is like try to give yourself grace in this process because you can't expect yourself to go back to normal or to go back to those old traditions or to do to be the same person that you were before because that's just unreasonable. That's not how yeah. that's impossible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I had a really interesting year last year because I, like, went to Christmas with my family and it felt like I was being the person that I was before. And then I, like, on the way home was like, who was that? That's not who I am. Like, yeah. I was, like, acting. Yeah, you mentioned that to me before that you, like, felt like you weren't, yeah, like you were just putting on a face. You were just, yeah. like, Allie you know, the old alley and then, but that's not how you're feeling inside. Yeah. And I think it is still like really hard for me to like be like, let the outside of me be the way I really feel inside. Mm -hmm. And I think also for people who, you know, maybe can be guilted by friends or family or by people to do whatever their tradition is. Like 
it's really easy to just be like, okay, instead of fighting this person, I'll just put on the happy face and like go through the motions and like get through the day. And in the end, it's like, you got to set up those boundaries. Like it's so important. And the people that are worth being in your life will understand that. Yes. So I was just about to say like, and if they're going to get mad at you, then like, okay, that's yeah. not my problem. Exactly. Know? Yeah. That's yeah. I think we are the teachers often, mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, going back to that whole culture, um, of us, you know, not really understanding death or learning about it, you know, growing up and stuff. So, um, we unfortunately have to teach our friends and family what to do and, and how it's like, which is why we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is so that we don't have to have those one-on-one conversations. No, I'm yeah. Just yeah. But yeah, oftentimes we do have to be the teacher and just say like, yeah, this is what it's like for me. And yeah. And sometimes nice. we are fine and sometimes we're not. So yeah. Just, like plus like COVID what what everyone's gone through in the past year I feel like yes. there shouldn't be as much pressure on like events and doing things because people are like not ready you know some of us might not be ready to be doing things normally again oh yeah um, I mean even if you haven't experienced a loss just if you're like still scared I mean the pandemic was terrifying there yeah. were moments that were really scary and we didn't know how, you know, loved ones were going to handle it. We, we watched loved ones get really sick yeah. and die. And like, yeah. So if you're not ready to be in a room full of a bunch of people still, that's fine too. Yeah. I'm still learning how to talk to people again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We stopped wearing masks. So the law changed. So we don't have to wear masks in the salon if everyone is vaccinated, mm-hmm. which is it is really nice, but it's so funny because there's a bunch of people who I've had like long conversations with and gotten to know like pretty deeply. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Allie. And they're like, yeah, I know who you are. I just didn't recognize them. So like, oh, yeah. Yeah, people look a lot different under that other half of their face. Exactly. <laughs> Goes to show, noses and mouths really, really matter. I did have one thing I wanted to share. Oh, yeah. I was going through... I had like a couple hard days. I think it was on Halloween or right before Halloween. And I just like confided in a friend and they had some good advice for me um, to just focus on like the positives, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of time when you're like in a grief spiral, like all you can think about is that person and how unfair it is to not have them. Yeah. But, you know, they encouraged me to think about all the positive things like in my life and that really helped just kind of like oh I can breathe a little you know thinking yeah. about the bakery or you know like yeah you know the future or other things going on so um you know it's important to to feel what you're feeling and have those moments but also remember that there's good things in life too yeah I think that like grief spiral is so real and I think I feel this too with my when I have like a depression like an episode it's like it really is like a spiral like everything is bad and then I try to like find different categories in my life and my brain will easily be able to find like 
the bad if I let it. Mm-hmm. And so that is really good advice. Like when you find yourself in that spiral to just take a step back and say like, well, what are the positive things in my life right now? Instead of just focusing on how like your person's gone or the, the things that are making you sad, reasonably sad. Yeah. There's, there's always going to be something positive that you can focus on too. Yeah. And if, yeah. if you can't find anything, then talk to a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Cause they will for surely tell you something, something good. So yeah. Um, I think my therapist told me it takes like five positive things to over to like undo one negative thing in your mind. Yeah. Have you heard that before? It makes sense. I've never heard that. But yeah, it does. It does make sense. So when I would go into a spiral, she was like, okay, you're going to have to find five positive ones to (laughs) overcome each negative one. I was like, that's overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're just like, you know, yeah. Not in the mood to find positives either, but try later, I guess. Yeah. So I hope that you enjoyed some of this advice for surviving grief during the holidays. As always, um, feel free to reach out if you need someone to talk to. Um, We know that this is um, a difficult time. So try to give yourself grace and to find ways to incorporate your person and do what works for you. Um, Don't feel pressured to adhere to anybody's expectations, set those boundaries, and just try to find the positives in every day and enjoying this holiday season. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, everyone, and I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining us today. I hope our conversation brought you encouragement and strength, as well as the permission to give yourself grace. To learn more about the Morning Dove podcast and to engage with our grief community, you can join us on Instagram at Morning Dove Pod. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a beautiful day.